Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, the music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. You're I'm cutting out, Matt. Co-host, Curtis Dewar. Hello, Matt is cutting out a little bit, though. How about now? Am I cutting out now? A little bit better. Okay. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Dewar, and our guest, Brian Ostrow of Indie Metal Hole. You want to say hi? Brian Coffey. Right. Matt got the name wrong. Of course I did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God, I'm the worst. Uh, that's cool. Um, like, how are you, Brian? Brian's last name is something else. What? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm, I'm hiding out in my, bed for, my, uh, my bedroom. My wife and my seven-year-old son are downstairs. Uh, I'm doing well. Excellent. Glad you had me on here. I can't believe you guys have already done almost 100 episodes already, too. I mean, you, you, you haven't been doing these for very long, have you? No. We just one, one a day, man. One a day. That's how you got to do it. Wow. One a day. That's crazy. I started a music podcast last September, and I've only done three episodes so far. I'm publishing my fourth one tomorrow. But, man, that's crazy. I couldn't imagine doing that many. Tell We're us about insane. your music podcast. Well, first of all, tell, tell, give us more background on who you are and, and why... Why, yeah. So give us your comic book number one with Indie Metal Ball and all that. Uh, well, you want my origin story? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, awesome. Well, um, I'm Brian Coffey, editor-in-chief of IndieMetalVault.com. Um, the website originally started as Indie Metal Shows. It was just a website that uh, listed all the metal shows that were going on around Indianapolis. Um, I was trying to think of ways to help out our local music scene and to help promote shows, improve turnout, things like that. And um, I had had experience doing websites before. Uh, my wife does freelance design, graphic design, and web design. I've worked on a few projects with her, and I'm a software developer by day. So I had experience tinkering, tinkering around with those types of things. So, um, But yeah, it was just started out as just an events website. I was just trying to, you know, help out the local metal scene um so i um, put it together between christmas and new year's a little over three years ago now um put it out there uh didn't get a whole lot of interest right off the bat actually no interest um so i let that go for a few weeks um uh, i finally broke down and made a facebook page for the site uh i mean the primary goal of the site was so I noticed that a lot of the uh, venues, bands, and promoters were just using Facebook to promote these events. So I thought having a website would be some way to get some more eyes on these shows, you know, for people that might not necessarily be on Facebook. Sure. So I ended up having to break down and create a Facebook page to promote the website, which is kind of ironic. But even then, I wasn't getting a whole lot of interest in it. So, um, about a month went by, um, my friend Clayton Michaels, who I'd went to college with, I'd been friends with him since I was 18. He and I had been going to a lot of shows around Indianapolis, and um, he was down to see a show, and I was talking to him about the website, and I knew that Clayton had run a website called uh, Iron Hops before. Mm -hmm. uh, they did uh, beer reviews and album reviews, and it was, it was a really cool site. And when they would interview a band, they would ask them what kind of beer they would pair with their band or what beer they would recommend for their music so i knew that he had experience doing things like that writing you know music journalism so i asked him if he'd be interested in 
making some original content for the site because I thought that might get some more interest if I had some, you know, like some original pieces on there rather than just a bunch of event listings. So he agreed to do that and he started writing a monthly column called the Listening Chaos, which kind of summarized the previous month's metal releases. He would write like a short paragraph or a blurb on it. So he started doing that and we started getting some interest in the site. Um, I noticed things were starting to pick up a little bit more when he started doing show reviews. So these shows that we're going to around Indianapolis, he would do like a, you know, a few paragraph write up of them. And those were getting shared by some of the bands and the venues. So that was giving us some, some notice a little bit. When did you guys start doing reviews? That was like a year after you started, correct? Well, we started doing reviews. It wasn't, long after Clayton joined up uh, on the site that we, um, I tracked down uh, someone, Chris Lotta, who was in the, he fronts the band uh, Spirit Division, and he had his own blog where he was cranking out reviews like weekly. So I contacted him about uh, writing for the site. I was just wanting to add more content to it, and I kind of liked the idea of having a blog attached to the event part of it. So, um, and Chris was already entrenched in the local music scene which i think helped us a little bit too helped us get our foot in the door a little bit yeah so once chris came on board we started cranking out the reviews really and then when did the growth start to happen because because at first it kind of seemed like i don't know it seemed like you guys kind of took off just suddenly at one point where you know what i mean i don't know what it was but it seemed like your profile just suddenly got raised within a period of like four or five months how did that happen well, I, I think one of the things that happened was when we changed the name from Indie Metal Shows to Indie Metal Ball. Yeah. That that seemed to kind of help a little bit. That kind of, you know, Cause told people first, that we were cause at first doing actual music you guys blog. Were, were just mainly, like you said, just local focused. Like, how did you convince publicists to let you on the, on the list other than me, obviously? Um. Well, we started working with PR companies about a year in, and I'm trying to remember if we had any writers from outside of Indiana writing for the site back then. And we might have, I don't know. But um, it was about one year on the dot that we started submitting our uh, our names to all the PR companies, and we got signed up right away, which was it was nice. I mean, it was like Christmas for Clayton and I. We got to hear all this music before it came out. It was awesome. It was like the best thing ever. What was the uh, what was the uh... What was the first big premiere that you landed? Oh, shoot. There was one. I know there's been a couple you guys have had, but do you recall what the first one was? That kind of like turned it around? Because I know it's always hard to get uh, people to co convince publicists to let you have a premiere when you're starting out. But I want to hear what, what it was and how you did it, if you recall. You know, I'd, I'd have to check. I honestly can't remember. If I were to guess, it would have to be one for you or for a, uh, Nathan Burke does uh, uh, Hell's Headbangers. Um, I know uh, that it definitely was an ear split. We have yet to do a premiere with them. Do you remember? How, do you remember if Nathan approached you or if you guys approached him? Uh, we approached. Yeah, we approached all of them. Yeah. Okay. And it was just. Yeah, it wasn't until like an, it wasn't until like another year that we started having PR companies start contacting us to get on their list. And now that probably never stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we get like so many emails, so many. So that's yeah, crazy. Ask, so let me ask you this, just for people that are trying to start a blog that are out there. So the main turning point for you was basically getting more writers on board is, is what you're saying or? 
No, I wouldn't even say that. I would just say I would just say to, to the the turning point is just to stick with it and just to keep creating content um, and being consistent. I think if you keep doing that for at least a year, you're, I mean, people are going to pick up on it if it's good. Note well, listeners. Note well. Um, I mean, uh, a lot of these people go in there thinking they're going to get instant gratification from this stuff, and that's just not how it works. It's it's a slow burn, and you just got to stick with it. Exactly. Now, you guys are getting a reputation, at least as far as I know, like I've heard, of being um, black metal oriented. Is that something you're trying to focus on, or is that just kind of like it ends up because of Clayton no, no. or what? Yeah, I would say it's primarily because of Clayton. It's not intentional. I mean, the website's pretty much an open forum for any of our writers to write whatever they want. I mean, I mean, everyone donates their time. It's a hobby to everyone. So, I mean, we we let them write about whatever they want. And if, you know, we have three or four writers that only like black metal, then, I mean, that's all we'll, we'll publish. But, I mean, but, I, I think but we're you're not fairly focused. diverse. Between Clayton and Chris, I feel like we're kind of diverse. True, but you're not totally trying to focus on that one genre is what I'm trying to say. No, no, not at all. No. Okay. Cool. And, and in this year, too, Clayton's been trying to focus more on other things outside of black metal, too. Well, I was just going to ask you, is, is are, like he had said at one point that he was taking a break from writing. If, if that happens, are you, are you guys still going to be keeping up the content? or? Well, that'd be a major hit to us. I mean, because Clayton writes several pieces a week for the site, and he yeah. also proofreads uh, everything. Uh, he edits everything. Uh, he, he works with the new writers that we bring on board. Um, he'll take the, all the promos that we get and the album review requests. He'll go through oh, them and summarize them and post them in our writers group. So, yeah, it would be a huge hit. But well, hopefully that doesn't happen then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, now, next question I have for you is just in regards to now, how do you guys figure out? Like I know, like I know, you just said Clayton handles a lot of that this aspect of thing. But how do you guys divvy up? who covers what do, do the writers pitch you or do you guys just delegate or how does it work usually? Well, we don't really, uh, neither really. We'll just post, um, you know, whatever promos and review requests we get in, in the group and they're just up for grabs and people pick what they want to write about. So you guys don't say I mean, like, you have to write about this and they, in, in, oh, at all. Oh God, no. I mean, none of these, none of these people are, are getting paid. So I, I don't really feel like I have the right to say you need to write about this or this. I mean, in the end, it's supposed to be, um, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a hobby. So I, I don't want to make it seem like a job for any of these people. True. Now, if we get, if we get a request to do a premiere or something like that, yeah, I'll, I'll post that in the group and I'll, I'll hope someone signs up for it. But if they don't, I mean, Clayton or I'll take it. Now, Matt, I know I'm stealing all the questions right now, but I have, another, I have another question for him and I'll let you uh, go for it. So now, when a new band pitches you, like a band without a publicist, how should they pitch you guys? Should they, like, should they, like, how do you guys want to be pitched by a band without a publicist? Just so for people that are listening. Well, we actually have a form on the website where they could submit their, uh, their music for review. Um, it's under the about section. I think it's called submissions, but they put in their band name, uh, their name, and then some links to their music, and that gets sent directly to Clayton and I. So that's so the best way that I like to get those types of requests. Now, we'll get some one-offs through, like, Facebook and Instagram, 
and uh, we'll we'll handle those. But that's primarily how we like to get them through the website. Okay. Now, if someone someone does pitch you on Facebook, do you get pissed off and like write the band off, or are you okay with that? Oh God, no. Now, what I'll usually do is sometimes I'll, I'll I'll steer them towards the website to have them fill it out. I mean, that is if they just you know come out and ask like, how do we submit our our band to our album to be reviewed. Now, if they give me all the information that I need in the message, then, you know, Clayton or I will jot that down and we'll keep that somewhere so we don't lose it. I'm just looking at your submissions page right now as we speak just to see see what it's got. Yeah, okay. So uh, one more question, Matt, and then I'll let you then, then I'll let you ask ask something. Now, um, if someone if someone pitches an individual writer for a premiere, should should they be doing that or should they just go to you or Clayton? No, I mean they could do that if they want. I mean, and I'll 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 ask the writer if they'd like to do it. But I mean, it's really up to them. Okay, cool. Matt, we've had people that ask. We've had people that ask. We've had people that have asked to be interviewed specifically by Clayton. So I mean, we're we're, we're used to that. Cool. Okay, Matt, your turn for a little bit. So first and foremost, something I found, I always found really impressive was that for a relatively small blog, you're able to maintain a wealth of writers. How do you do that? And some good writers. A lot of it. Yeah, I think a lot of it's just luck. I mean, Clayton and Chris are kind of our foundation and they produce a lot of content. I mean, they both write two or three pieces a week. Um, And and they both, uh, they both have musical backgrounds. They both have um, 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 collegiate backgrounds. Uh, they both have uh, degrees in English. So, I mean, I kind of lucked out there. I mean, they're, they're the core really, but um, we also have like 30 writers that can write whenever they want. So they can come in and out. So we usually have like two or three or two or three of those a week. They'll just be like, you know, one-offs by a writer here and there. Okay. So, so you kind of went for quanti- a, a large quantity of writers who are kind of all invested yeah, yeah, but I mean, they write whenever they want. I mean, we have we have one writer. Um, he's from Indiana. He's uh, uh, getting his PhD in uh, psychology in the UK, and he writes once a year. So I mean, so that's kind of how I entice people to come in. I'm like, you can write once a week, or you can write once a year. It's really up to you. I and mean, it's an open forum. You can write about whatever you'd like. Now, Brian, it's my turn again. I got to ask you a question about something which a lot of people have burning on their minds is about the doom charts you are still a contributor to it correct oh yeah i love the doom charts that's so much fun to contribute to and we have uh, two other writers uh chris and jason roach who also contributes so my question on that how do you guys figure it out every month like how like how does it work i'm not even quite certain how you guys come up with the rankings like what what, it, what happens well, everybody submits their own ranking of the, the top 25 albums for the month. And I think everyone has their own way of doing that. I personally, <clears throat> I have my own way of doing it. I'll look back the last two months and I'll, I'll listen to all the promos we get, all the review requests, all the posts I've seen in groups, and I'll look for releases that occurred in those previous two months. And then I'll jot them all down just initially to see if I, you know, if I like them. And then I'll go back through them and I'll actually rank them. So but I but, think all the writers have different ways of doing that. And then I have a rule too. I if, if a band, I don't I don't like to put bands that are too big that I don't think they would get any benefit from being on the 
doom charts. Like I'm not, I don't, I'm not one that'll put Mastodon on there or, or yeah. any of those big type bands. I, I don't think that does, does anyone any good personally. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Now, one, one other thing, there's two more questions about, about the doom charts, but, um, um, now, how do you guys determine the criteria for who could be on the charts? Like, there's a lot of stoner rock bands on there a lot of times. Some months, not every month, obviously. But, like, how do you guys kind of decide, because it's doom charts, right? So how do you guys kind of decide who get like, what, what type of genre gets on there? Well, it's called doom charts, but it's really just anything in the stoner rock even sludge, post metal, doom, um, anything. It's it's almost like you should say anything that's not like death metal or black metal or grindcore. Okay, I, I guess it's all like that. like the the more bluesy influenced genres. So okay. it covers a wide range of bands, and sometimes the chart will swing more stoner rock rather than doom. And yeah, you know. I, I've noticed that some months because I have actually had a few people uh, make, like stoner rock fans I've worked with kind of go like, we made the Doom charts. Like, how does that work? And I'm like, I don't know. They put you there, so be happy with it. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. That, that comes up every once in a while. <laughs> but I mean, it's great for bands to submit the Doom charts. And I made this for them too. That they have a, a submission form too, where bands can go in there and put in their information. And I'll go out to all the contributors, and it's a great way for bands to get exposure to all these. I mean, there's like. I think there's almost like 50 contributors so there's, there's 50 lot. blogs and podcasters and yeah. if they submit their albums through the website it's going to go out to all those people so it's a great way to get your album exposure now um if someone is trying like if someone's trying to get on the doom charts is it better for them just to use that form or is it better for them to contact each of the individual writers or what Oh, I, I would use the form. It'll save them so much time because they fill out the form. And then Bucky Brown, who also writes for the Ripple Effect and kind of manages everything, he'll immediately send that out to all the contributors. So, yeah, they don't need to contact everyone individually unless they want those sites to review their album individually. Then maybe they could contact them. Because we, we've had people that have contacted the Doom chart and us at the same time. So, Okay, makes sense. Now, how do you, uh, just out, out of curiosity, how do you make time to do both the doom charts and indie metal vault in addition to uh your full-time job <laughs> oh. and kid and wife <laughs> the doom charts is kind of nice because all i really have to do is listen to music as it comes in so i mean that's nice i can do that while i'm working you know and if i think oh this band's really good i'll i'll put them on the like my master list or whatever that i'll sort through later yeah and as far as the website, that's too. I mean, I'll just listen to music during the day, and if I think of something to say about something, I'll just jot something down. Well, how many hours a day do you, do you would you say that you spend on your um, creative endeavors of the web web stuff that you do, the Doom Charts and Indie Metal Vault? How many hours a day do you think you do on that? Uh, I wouldn't say more than a couple hours. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Now, now if you ask Clayton, I'm sure he spends a lot more time than I do. Well, he also is writing more reviews, so that makes a little bit more sense, but yeah. <laughs> um, now, one other question I got for you is like, um, how do you guys figure out, like let's say that, let's say that you have, um, how do I wanna put this? Let's say that we have a heavy release week with, uh, for example, like we did in September, October, where there was that one week where there was like a hundred albums reviewed. Like, how do you decide which ones get reviewed? It's just whatever the writers decide, or is there a filtering process that you can play in half? to make sure that certain so items get covered. 
Oh, it's completely up to the writers. If I if I tried to cover like a certain amount from every genre, if I tried to cover a certain amount of releases, I I, I just drive my myself crazy. So it's really just up to the writers and what they want to write about. So you never have any considerations about um, how much traffic a certain review will bring in. You you just totally say up to the writers. I don't give a crap about traffic or. Well, I do care about traffic, but um, I don't I don't try to point the writers in a direction to review an album that I think will generate more traffic. I wouldn't do something like that. Now I, I might try to line up some big interviews that I think will generate traffic, but that'll be the extent of it. Cool. Are you guys ever going to accept advertising? Do you think, or I don't know. I mean, I've kind of struggled with that because I mean, I, it, I don't know, just bringing the money aspect of it into it because I mean, who gets the money? Should I get the money because I'm, you know, paying for hosting and designing the website and I'm the owner of it, yeah. but I'm not doing that much. I'm not doing a lot of writing. I mean, I write maybe like a couple of pieces a month. So yeah. wouldn't that money better be spent towards like Clayton or the writers? I mean, that's, that's where I kind of struggle with it. I'm like, do we keep the money and do something else with it? I mean, I don't, I don't know. So at this I'm point, try to no. hold out as long as I can. So at this point, no, but in the future, if it, if it ends up being something that you can do, that you're going to do, that you'll have to figure it out, I guess. Yeah, I mean, only if I have to. And the only reason I would ever put ads on the site is if we outgrew the current hosting plan that we have now and I had to upgrade it to something like some sort of dedicated server hosting, which can be like 100 bucks a month. That'd be the only time I'd have to start thinking about, yeah, maybe we should put ads on the website so I can pay for this. Cool. Makes sense. Uh, Matt, do you got any other questions? I think I, I think I, he's answered a lot for me. Um, we're headed towards the end, but what's your favorite way for a artist to pitch to you specifically? Like what guarantees you'll get a review? I, I wouldn't say anything. Well, as long as they give me all the information in the pitch. Now I'm, I mean, if they give me their band name and their album name and a link, I'll listen to it. I, I listen to every single album review request we get. Okay. So, you listen to everything, Brian? That's intense. That is intense. Well, I, yeah, but I don't listen to all the promos. I only listen to the Doomstoner, Sludge, Post Metal promos. All the okay. rest. <clears throat> but I'll listen to every single album review request we have. And I do that because uh, myself and one of our other contributors, uh, Nigel Holloway, we do a column called Beneath the Vault where we kind of, uh, we take all these review requests and we'll like kick out like six of them in one article. We'll do like a short blurb on each one of them. Great. That's awesome. No, so that's kind of the way. Brian and, and Nigel. Okay, got it. <laughs> I mean, we'll put it on the list. I mean, if I like it, I'll, I'll and I think I can come up with something to say about it. I mean, I, I mean, I will. That's awesome. As we head towards the end, what do you have to plug? Oh, I've got a, I've got a buttload of plugs. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, that was the answer of the week. God, yeah. man. There, there are children who listen to this in podcast. The same sentence, damn it. So, right. are you guys ready? you'd like to promote? Yes, yes, I do. Um, first off, Anari Media. This is uh, um, something that Clayton just uh, started um, doing it's a, a small PR agency it's doing press releases and EPKs for um, small black metal label I'm sorry small black metal labels and bands Clayton's it's an Ari Media. 
Uh, we also have Icefall Records. This is Jason Roaches. He's one of our contributors. It's, it's his heavy metal cassette label. Um, so you should check that out. What's the name of that uh, one again, Brian? Give me that one again. Icefall Records. Okay. Yeah, he's done one release. He did a release for um, Spirit Division's last album, Forgotten Planet. And he's trying to raise some money, some more money for the next release by selling uh, shirts from his former band, uh, Ice How, which is a wonderful band you should check out, by the way. Cool. Uh, he's trying to sell some Ice How shirts and some uh, some of the Spirit Division cassettes so he can get his next release going. Cool. Um, I also wanted to plug uh, Nigel Holloway. He's one of our contributors. He has a website called Wonderbox Metal. It's a really nice metal blog. Awesome. Um, he runs it. Uh, Aaron Dexter Bray is one of our contributors. He has a website called Black Metal Daily that you should check out. Cool. And we also talked about the Doom charts already, so I won't plug that anymore. Cool. Um, if you're local to Indianapolis, I wanted to plug uh, Tone Smith. This is uh, Drew Smith of Arcaris, Indianapolis band, and Jordan Smith of uh, the band Strude and Pot Slammer. Uh, they're doing they're booking shows around the Indianapolis area as well as doing uh, backline support. Yep, great guys. They did, um, Very yeah, they did guys. support for the first three Doomed and Stone festivals that we had here, and also our Fire Beater Festival. Awesome. Um, I'm going to keep going here. R.J. Wall with Dahlia presents. He's one of our local promoters, and he's been on board with the website since the very beginning. He promotes all the the metal shows around town. So I want to give a shout out to him. Um, Don Myers is our photo editor. She's great. She has her own company called Fix Myers Photography. She manages about um, four or five of our photographers and makes sure that we have all of our local shows covered. Um, fans, I want to um, plug uh, Drude, D-R-U-D-E. Fantastic. Uh, their new record is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic band. Uh, the Orchard Keepers, uh, they're a progressive punk band from Indianapolis. Uh, Lucifist, a uh, thrash metal band. They just put out an album called uh, Alive and Dead, I think. Really good. And then Throne of Iron, it's like a D&D old school heavy metal band. Really good. Sweet. We also have uh, coming out this year, new releases from Indianapolis bands, uh, Void King, Arcaris, Wolf Tooth, Devil to Pay, Lava Born, and Summon the Destroyer. Sweet. That's all I have. Great fans all around. Oh, cool. yeah. Definitely Thank be checking out. On. Do you have any final words of wisdom for us as we get ready to leave you? <laughs> final, uh, words. final words. Go check out those bands I just mentioned. Will do. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. This has been right. Dumb and Dumbest.